everyone, welcome back for another episode of And Why. My name is Annie Law and I'm the host of this podcast. If you're new to this podcast, And Why is a platform where individuals are inspired to dream and do by hearing untold and unwritten stories. Through this podcast, And Why will emphasize on the why and everything and motivate people to find their own. We do a mix of interview podcasts as well as some solo podcasts by me covering topics on a much deeper level. If you're interested in contributing to the growth of this podcast, you can follow the link in the description for donations or give a quick shout out on your social medias. If you're on Apple Podcasts, give us a quick rate and review if you'd like, of course. Anything is appreciated for the growth of this podcast. Today's podcast is for my people out there who want some good old parenting, you know, separate from their already existing parents. I'm just messing with you guys, but it's pretty close because I'm just going to be sharing, you know, lessons that my parents have given me over the years. So I've always referred to my parents a lot and say how grateful I am to have them in my life. They did, they did a really good job in parenting, in, in my opinion, and I, I think my siblings would say the same as well. I just want to share their wisdom with y'all because I think it's becoming more and more relevant, especially as I'm getting older and I, I, I constantly think back to the things that they've taught me. And I'm like, wow, like I've, I'm hearing this again, you know, as I'm getting older and in and, and different ways and different forms, but it's so relevant. Uh, I do want to mention though that my parents are immigrants from Malaysia, but they speak Chinese. So directly translating a lot of these wisdom, like was pieces of wisdom, it's going to sound strange, but when I dissect it and the, and and give you guys, like give you guys like the full understanding of what it actually means, I think you guys will see that it applies in our day to day lives a lot, especially on social media where you see these like quick quotes explaining like something that would change your life. It's kind of like that, you know. It's it's impactful. It's short, but. It, it, it's it has meaningful wins uh, wisdom to it. So if you guys are interested, I'm gonna show you some law family experience, and yeah, just keep on listening. So you guys, I'm gonna go through a list of wise nuggets that I kind of just bullet pointed, but the first one is. We're starting a little morbid here, but the first one is death is important to think about because you can't take possessions with you till you die. You can only take your heart and soul and you have to protect that. So this makes sense, you know, in in a way for you guys to understand, it is morbid. You know, when I was young, I was like, why is she telling me this? Like thinking about death already? I'm 14 years old. You know, I have a lot, have a lot of time, you know, <laughs> but when she dissected it further, I, I completely understood what she meant. And what she meant was, you know, wanting all these worldly things. You know, we people want money. They want this nice car. They want this house. They they want more money. And when they get more money, they want even more money. You know, it's it's like this constant desire and attachment to worldly things. And but those are those things are those things are only beneficial to us in our lifespan. You can't take that with you you know after death it's not something you came into the world with you're gonna leave the world without you know so the real things that we do take away with us at our deathbeds is if we lived a life worth living you know did we live a life that actually made us 
happy and fulfilled, what would you feel? What would what would have made you feel like you've really lived? You know, and that's kind of when she explained that to me, I completely understand. And a lot of people would say the same thing now in social media over and over again about how what what is going to make you happy when at the end of your life are you going to listen to what other people think and cater to what other people's judgments are like are you going to do that for the rest of your life is that going to make your life worth living worth talking about worth being like at the end be like you were happy would that be fulfilling I i don't know it's all subjective of course and if if money really makes you happy if buying this mercedes or something really makes you happy then go for it but those are things you still have to consider the fact that you can't take that with you and once you're old and wrinkly a mercedes benz is not going to mean much to your life it's 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 the people who are going to be at your deathbed with you you know being there and watching you take your last breath it's those people that matter, it's your family, it's you and your story, that's what matters. So don't let your heart grow cold, you know, and let and try to be the best version version of yourself at least most of the time until the end of your time in this world. Wow, this is really morbid, but it's it's great. I think it's really good to consider these things especially if you're living by other people's expectations and you're living by other people's judgments right now, I think this is a good way to put things into perspective. So the second thing is, this one was by, I think, I think it was my mom too. And she would always be like, if you want to do something, you should go and get it. And I, I remember... I was telling her that I wanted to do a lot of the, like a lot of things. You know, I wanted to start a YouTube. I wanted to do all these things like po- like podcasts and all that stuff. I didn't tell her about the podcast. I just kind of went for it myself. But a lot of things is because when she was young, when I was young, she would tell me to go for it, and she would just tell me, you know, just go for it. Like, don't wait for a yes or no from anyone. Just go for what you want, and you you, you got to make your own way, and. When she told me that, I was like, I was very encouraged. I felt like I had inc- I had control over my life because, like, b- both my mom and my pa- my dad both said this, but my mom was a, mo- a a larger advocate for this, saying, "You need to go for what you want." And she said, "A lot of the things in your life is already there for you, and they're just opportunities laid out for you." And all of us have this set of opportunities laid out for us. But it's really up to us. Like, yes, like some people can make you feel bad and make you sad and all that stuff and discourage you from getting something that is belongs to you. But she said that if you can only just tune out all that stuff and you could just look at the opportunities laid out flat on the table, all you have to do is go pick it up and do it and all you have to do is go for it. it. It doesn't require anything but just the strength and encourage to just go for something despite it all. And I feel like that's kind of like, the, it made me who I am in a really big way because there's so many things that I do, I just go for it. You know, if I wanted to start a podcast, I'll start it in a month. 
I started my business in a month. I I did things because I wanted to. Maybe it's impulsive, but looking back, it's like, hell yes, I should have started it. Like if I didn't start it, then I wouldn't be who I am today. You know what I mean? And you know, going back to death, it's important to do the things that we want to do. And then at the end, we can say and look back that I didn't regret a single thing. And that's the power of doing what you love and make doing things that, doing things that make you happy. And kind of adding on to that, you know, my mom always said, you know, life is short. And she's young. She's like 40. But she says that she knows she could have done more in her youth. And she says that she doesn't want me to wait. And she doesn't want me to fall in the traps of the world and what people have convinced us is the right way. And she said, you know, just make your own way. And sometimes it's going to be different than a lot of people's. And you just got to go for it. And no one's born to have a path that's a straight line. And I truly believe that. So my third thing is my dad's favorite rant. And she, he always tells me this. And he just comes upstairs and he talks for two hours about this. But what he would always tell me is there is more of what you cannot see than the things you can see and that like shook me a little bit I was like what is he saying and (laughs) but then when he explained it to me he was like you can't in with your naked eye you cannot see oxygen you can't see the things that are around you right now but if you can see, there is a lot more of those tiny little things around you than there is the things that you physically touch and see. And at first I was like, you know, I really don't know that because I can't physically count all those things. But in quantity, he's not wrong. You know, there is more cells in the air and there's more cells that in our bodies that we cannot see. Maybe under a microscope we can, but in with the naked eye, we can't see. And you're, one, you're probably wondering why um, this is important. But the reason why he said this is because he didn't want us to undermine the things that we have yet to know. And I was like, wow, like that's pretty powerful because it, it is true. There are so many things that we, we didn't know 100 years back. But just because science said so, we believe it. You know, if science wasn't there, we probably wouldn't believe that, oh, water has like molecules in it. Oh, our bodies has cells. Like there's no way we could have known that 100 100 or okay i'm not saying i don't know the history okay i would say it's 100 but maybe it's like a little more (laughs) but i'm just saying that you know in a certain time in history there are things that we have yet to know and if someone told us to wash our hands because there's germs on it people would have thought we were crazy you know and now it's like wash your hands, like wash it twice a day, wash it three times a day because corona, you know, and it's so important to know that it, that there's so many things that we have yet to know and we can't undermine and close our minds to those things that are yet to come and that's, it's really humbling to think about if you think about it a little longer, especially when you look back on history, especially when you count all those times where people said this scientist is crazy this doctor is crazy this father is crazy because he told us to wash our hands all those things are called crazy people craziness but now it's like nothing's impossible nothing's crazy and things we keep learning about we 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 keep evolving and and 
expanding our knowledge on things yet we still have i don't know the audacity i would assume to say something is crazy before giving like a second thought about it we would quickly say it's crazy because it undermines the normal that it was already set and i know humans really love routine they, they love things that are set in place but you're going to find that you're going to constantly involve constantly see things changing especially with technology now there's nothing's impossible now and we have to kind of let things let things come you know science is fickle it's not so it's it's all questions and answers and sometimes answers evolve and change and the impossible sometimes becomes possible so you don't know every, everything and that's the point of this piece of wisdom you don't know everything so be open-minded to knowing more things and most things you know so my fourth thing is this one was my mom's and she was talking about money because our family has struggled financially for as long as I can remember even now it's like we still have to get like government funding for free food it's 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 pretty tough I'm not gonna say that I'm not blessed to be working from home and doing podcasting on my free time as a hobby I'm privileged in this situation but at the same time we do have our struggles so um, this one was my mom's it's called it what she said was money is like water again she said it in chinese so like it's, it's kind of weird to hear like the way she said it but she said money is like water it flows in and out of big bodies of water and sometimes a dam will stop that flow of water and she said that those who don't put money out or give back will find themselves with little money because of their small minds and or it's because of their small minds or they're super empty with a lot of money that doesn't fulfill them and she said don't try to strap the flow of water to other people just let things flow then what you let flow out will eventually flow back to you and i think at first i was like what is she saying you know like she's being a little weird here but when she kind of explained it to me and then when i took like a a um what is this class? I took a business class and he, the, my professor explained to me the, the system that money kind of goes through and you know how it goes in and out and flows into the economy and out of the economy and all that stuff. And when she, when he explained that to me, I was like, oh, this sounds really familiar. And then I kind of remembered what my mom talked about and it made me realize, oh, she was right. You, you really have to spend money to be able to put money into the economy, but also spend money on other people. You know, it's going to fulfill you that way when you spend money. So kind of like an example that I, that I applied this with to kind of make sense of what I just, just told you guys. You're probably like, what the heck? But when I started earning more money, I wanted to help people with their endeavors and goals. I've donated money, I've supported people with money, and I've, I wanted to give them money because I wanted to support them and as a way of encouragement for them to keep going for what they want. And my giving nature and detachment from money, a slight detachment, not like a full detachment, I understand the the necessity of money, but I wasn't fully attached, like I can let it go. So I, the, 
my detachment from money allowed more money to come in. And that's important because once I started giving money to others and doing what I consider quote-unquote good things, more jobs and more money came back around in a different way. This is kind of like a story of karma, I feel like, but also just letting money go, you know, don't hold it, hold on to it so tightly is kind of what my mom would say. Don't hold on to money like you absolutely need it to survive. Just spend on helping people if you can in your own means and you'll find that more money will flow back. Part of the system, part of the karmic system and part of the economic system and it's a pretty, I feel like, outworldly concept, but it makes sense. And for me, I got more client work and I have my friends and coworkers supporting me by donating to me. And it's like, wow, you can really see how money kind of comes and goes and you, you see the bigger picture. So, but yeah, I really like that one. I think I'm starting to apply it more as, as I'm getting older And I find that it's a very, very special piece of wisdom that I have in my heart and it makes me who I am. My next one is, your heart connects with those of the same hearts. Now, this is pretty obvious. Like if you, if I want to put it in social media terms and um, those, uh, those people who love energy talks, you can, you connect with people with the same energy and you're going to vibe with people on a different level if they're on the same vibe, you know? (laughs) And those who don't connect with you will leave. And that is a blessing in disguise. This one, I think my mom told me, and she always tells me this, when I told her that I lost some friends or, you know, I lost a boyfriend, she said, your heart is going to connect with the same hearts. And she does like the movement where she like like puts two fingers together and like connect them. And like you're gonna like those two hearts connect, and sometimes they will disconnect, and they will leave, and it's a blessing in disguise because either your heart has evolved, or their heart has evolved, and that's okay. And for me, you know, it's something that I couldn't understand in the moment because I was so upset at you know losing someone that I thought was going to be there forever whether it's a friend, whether it's a boyfriend, or whatever it is. And it's understandable in hindsight, though, you know, why I wasn't friends with those people anymore, why those people left my life, because it just, we're not going to walk the same path anymore. And looking back, I'm like, wow, I'm like, so off the path that I don't even know what's happening in their lives. You know, that's how different we've become and that's going to happen people are going to come and go and as you and your heart evolve so will the type of people you attract anyways moving on i'm going to share with you guys two stories that my dad told me when i was younger this these okay he told us a lot of stories but these are the two stories that kind of like stuck with me till this day and there's two stories Oh wow, this episode is going to be long, but like bear with me. The first story is there was this little monkey who saw a mango tree 
and he climbed all the way to the top to get those mangoes, you know? I would want those mangoes too. But he saw so many and he wanted them all. So he got one mango and just imagine this monkey getting a mango and he puts it under his armpit to hold onto it. You know, like you kind of like put something under your armpit and you like kind of hold things. So he was like, okay, I want another mango. And he, got a, he grabbed another mango and he also put that one under his armpit too. But in the process of putting that one under his armpit, the other mango dropped because he opened his armpit. So he basically dropped one, but he put one back in. And his naive little mind, he was didn't know that all those mangoes that he's dropped got ruined. In his mind, he thought he got a lot of mangoes. So he kept doing that until there were no mangoes left. And when he came back down from the tree, he realized he only had one mango. One good mango for the matter. Because you would think the, ma- the mangoes on the floor is great, but it's dropped from such a high height, you know? So I know this sounds like a trivial story, but ultimately it alludes to the concept of greed. Greed can not only blind you in your selfish desires, but it can also make you a little dumb. Because <laughs> the more you take, the more you actually lost. And, you know, I love that story because he could totally just get one mango, come back down and enjoy that mango. And he could come back the next next day to get another mango. But no, his greed said, I wanted all those mangoes and I'm going to get all those mangoes. But in the end, he got one mango and he left with one good mango that he can have for the rest of the time until the mango tree grows more. And yeah, the lesson is don't be greedy, man. <laughs> But I love this story and I think a lot of people can think about this over and over again and you can see how it applies to life. You know, don't keep wanting more and more things if it's going to ultimately leave you with less and less. And when I mean less and less, I mean less and less of the things that are actually important. You know, you've seen the story multiple times. We There's people who want money and they work, 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 work but they forget that they have family at home to love and care for. So they don't spend time with them. And then they work and they have all this money, but they don't have the relationship and they don't have, you know, the love and the happiness that they've wanted. They think money can buy it, but it really can't. So that's just a little story. But the second story that my dad shared with me um, is also another fun, like funny, not funny, but, a fun one and it engages you and this one was about this gorilla it was a big strong gorilla it was really powerful and there were humans trying to take him down with bows and arrows but the gorilla was really prideful and collected all those arrows that were shoot like that the humans were like shooting at him took all those arrows and he ba- he gave a big roar at the humans and still clutching those arrows He banged on his chest as a signal of power, but ultimately he hurt himself in the process because he was still holding those arrows and he didn't know that once he banged on his chest, it was going to hurt him. Uh, So like the monkey story, this story alluded to the human flaw. And in this case, it was pride and ego. The gorilla was too prideful and his ego was so large 
that it became the death of him. And obviously this is a a story that isn't necessarily true. It's not based on a true story, but it's about the story and it's about pride and ego and how it ultimately caused him to kill himself. I don't know if he, if he actually died, but definitely hurt himself. And we have to let go of that ego. Sometimes the ego is blindingly strong. You know, we don't want to apologize because you know, we don't want our pride or ego to get hurt. But sometimes things are really our fault and we have to take and put our ego aside and to apologize for the things that were wrong of us. And um, sometimes people think they are entitled to a job or they're entitled to some things that they aren't entitled to just because their pride and ego told them that they are entitled to it. So yeah, this story can be applied in so many ways and ultimately talks about pride and ego, just like the other story um, about greed. And it's kind of like the three big things that I feel like people, if too much of each, it can get pretty dangerous. I'm not saying all of those things aren't good time to time at different levels, but having too much of it can be blinding and could cause us to live a very, very unfulfilling life. Okay, I am sweating, I'm in my backyard, but the next thing is, one of the things I do want to say, um, aside from all these stories, is the secureness that my parents gave us. You know, we're happy with little, we didn't really have much, and though things were tough, my parents never short-sighted us with a negative view on things. My parents were parenting in a way that made us feel like we still had a place you know with little when we still had a voice even with a status that's undermined most of the time you know the first thing to the parenting and I feel like if y'all are parents listening this would be great but also if you guys are you know daughters or sons this would be great to bring up to your parents a little time to time you know some of those parents need to hear this stuff but my parents always stress the importance of listening. Sometimes they don't listen too, but don't get me wrong, it's it's okay. But my dad is a great listener. My mom is also a great listener. They ulti- they always say this. They're like, you need to listen. You know, people need to just listen. Don't listen for the sake of responding, but listen to understand. Listen and really listen and ask more questions to fully understand what they're talking about. And and ult- and then try to get to what they're really trying to get at, and then bring up what you want to talk about. Oh gosh, I just burped. But yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. Um, cut. Okay, I decided to just like leave it all in. It's no big deal. I'm trying to be real here. Peace signs. And yeah, so what they said was, you know, listen for the sake of understanding someone and what they're trying to get at, which I got really good at. You know, I have always tried to, when I talk to someone who's saying something that's really, really meaningful or or, um, something that has hurt them, I would try to like kind of, instead of responding immediately, like I sometimes do, I'm not going to say I'm perfect here, 
But sometimes they would bring up something, and I would try to ask them questions, like, "Oh, why do you feel that way? You know, what made you feel this way?" Instead of responding, be like, "Oh no, blah 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 blah," and get in their feelings and try to discourage why or like invalidate their feelings. You know what I mean? So that's first thing. The second thing is individuality. My parents are very, like, they're big advocates for the fact that they understand that our lives are separate. A lot of the parents that my friends have, or at least they always tell me this, is they their parents kind of restrain them and control their lives, or put these expectations on them in order to live lives that their parents would have wanted for themselves, and. This is, you know, not a unique story. A lot of parents kind of put these expectations because they weren't able to live the life that they wanted to, so they wanted their kids or their legacy to kind of continue their dream for them. And don't get me wrong, my parents have expectations for me, and they put a lot of pressure on me as a kid. But at the same time, they understand that I'm my own person. So yes, there are things that they wouldn't want me to do. But at the same time, they understand that I am who I am, and there's nothing that can stop me from do- doing and being who I am. So, she, my parents, my mom and dad, knows that we don't owe each other anything because we're both separate lives, separate individuals, but separate ways of thinking, feeling, everything. And we are a family, and we can help each other out. But we're all unique individuals who will walk different paths of lives. So I think this is very important because a lot of parents, I I, I kind of understand now, um, watching this video, parents want to kind of control their kids because they want to keep them close to them, and they don't want to lose them. And I I completely understand that. But sometimes the more you hold on to a child, the more they want to distance themselves the, the the more they want to free themselves of your grasp i feel like i'm doing this like for parents right now but it's it's something that i think is important to know and if your parents are one of those parents i think it's good to bring this up and be like annie said this <laughs> and annie's parents are like this and they're good blah 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 and I, yeah it's not a strong argument but i will help testify for you the next thing my parents kind of mentioned to me all the time was selflessness, and my parents are always very selfless. Like they always self-sacrifice themselves in order to make sure we live the best of lives, even with little money, little stuff. You know, they sacrificed dreams and money and all that stuff to make sure we had it all. And I'm not saying that they didn't you know spend money on themselves just so that we could buy like a camera that we're gonna ruin or something they're not unrealistic like that but they make sure that we're fed and we have shelter like the 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 needs part of it the wants is something we also have to earn ourselves we can't just get whatever we want but the needs were always fulfilled and because our needs are always fulfilled it it's okay like we're we're okay (laughs) and I also don't want you guys to misunderstand here that because I I do think that parents should be a little selfish time to time because they are their own person and they do have needs of their own that, you know, us as children, we can't satisfy. But I think 
it's always good to have a balance of those things. If a parent's too selfish and too self-centered, it can also be very, very demeaning to a family, a kid. But it's it's good to have selflessness taught to you at a young age and to be demonstrated in your family culture that it's okay to sacrifice your money for your kids. It's okay to sacrifice these sacrifice your pride your ego your greed and bringing all those things back it's okay to sacrifice all those things and like put put all those walls down and to show them that they're you guys are there you know and to show show me that they've loved me Uh, even if i can't see it in the moment of course but i do believe that they've done a really good job with that and my last one is storytelling this one I would say is something that I picked up over the years of hearing their stories. Our lives are composed of all these little stories we've experienced and it's an amazing right for us to to have all our senses and have little to no disadvantage to tell our story as much as we can. And hey, that's why we have NY Media. You know, if you go back to my first episode, I do talk about my dad and um, how he has shaped me for who, to be who I am and why I tell stories on and why it's because of him and my mom but that's it for today i hope all these lessons are something you can kind of pick up whether it's to tell your parents to do some changes or you put some changes into your own life and take your life in your own hands and to not listen to what other people think and basically live life for you and at the end it's good you're gonna say it's all worth it So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I really wanted to dedicate this episode to all that my parents have taught me. We bump heads, I'm not going to lie, but not trying to say we're perfect in this episode, but I'm beyond blessed and grateful to have them in my life. I don't know who I would have been without them. And I hope you guys will come join me on another episode. I'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.